Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number, if you want to be on the program, 877-973-7425. We got a small tech issue, but that's all right. I got plenty to say. I got to start with something I wasn't going to start with. But I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go there. Um, I mentioned yesterday that I've got a pellet grill. Now, look, I've got a big green egg. I don't use it very much anymore because now I just I've mastered it. I want to speed up what I cook. But I've got a twenty-pound wagyu brisket from Snake River Farms. I'm supposed to smoke. I was supposed to do it last night, but it doesn't fit on the big green egg. I got to use my Rectech, the pellet grill that I have, and the motor broke. So Rectech overnighted me a motor so that I could put it in today, smoke it tonight, get to my in-laws tomorrow, and we can still have the brisket. FedEx never picked up the package. I could see that FedEx was on the way. I could track it with FedEx, and they just never, for some reason, something must have happened. So before I realized this morning that the part wasn't going to get here, I already had a call from the folks at Rectech, and they are driving a guy. A guy is driving from them to me to install it. And before you say, well, it's because you're on radio, they do this to everybody. This is how good their customer service is. Um, you're, you're more joining a fraternity than you are just buying a grill. You're, you're joining a group. Um, I, and look, I'm not paid. This is not an endorsement deal. I'm just telling you, this is what happened. They realized before I realized FedEx never actually uh, made it to pick up the shipment. And so they called me this morning and they said, don't worry about it. We know you've got this weekend event. You got to get your brisket done. We have somebody. We're putting them in a car. They'll be at your house. Leave the grill out. Don't worry about tools. We will take care of it. That is impressive customer service. Now, that is impressive customer service. Uh, And if you were trying to figure out if you're in the market for a pellet grill, I'm just giving you my word of mouth. Uh, This is real. And if I put this online, you don't have to believe me when I say they would do it for anyone, not just the guy on radio. They would do it for any of their customers. And the stories when I put this up online of, of them doing the same thing for other people is impressive. I mean, the CEO gives every single customer his cell phone number. And literally, it's him. I've tried it. It's him just amazing customer service. Thank you. I wanted to actually take time out at the start of the show to thank them. That's just above and beyond the call. And uh, the in-laws will get my 20-pound Wagyu brisket tomorrow. Now, I got to move on to other stuff because um, we got, I got to talk about the monkeypox thing, y'all. This is, this is starting to get a little bit ridiculous. I got to play for you this clip first. This is uh, the White House press secretary, the dim bulb up there. So today, the White House declared monkeypox a public health emergency. Cases are rising across the U.S. Uh, I've heard a lot of criticism among public health officials that that the Biden administration took too long, waited more than three weeks after the first confirmed case in the U.S. to order bulk vaccines. How do you explain this delay from the administration in ordering vaccines? So, Jake, first of all, let me just say our goal here is to make sure that we end this outbreak. That is the number one goal of this president. The president back in May, remember the cases that the case that that came forward that we were aware of was in May. And back in May, when he was in Asia, he said this was we needed to act with urgency. And that's what we did. Uh, So the thing about infectious disease, which is inherently known, as I'm sure you know as well, Jake, is that they tend to evolve. And that's what we saw. We met the moment. Uh, when we heard about the first couple of cases, and then it evolved. It's dynamic. Uh, it changed. It's not what we're seeing right now with monkeypox. Monkeypox was here back in t- 2021. It was here in this country in 2003, and it has just yeah. evolved from that time. 
When the White House press secretary says the number one goal of this administration is to end monkeypox, clinch up your butt cheeks, folks, because that's what they said about inflation and COVID. The president is now like on his third round of COVID in three weeks. This is this doesn't bode well. They've screwed up vaccine distribution already, by the way. Why should we ever trust public health officials again? Why should we? Why should we trust the public health establishment in this country ever again? I wrote about this this morning. I'm just because it was it was raw and, and uh, mildly screedle when I wrote about it. I gotta I gotta focus on this. They closed our schools and our churches. They designated abortion centers, marijuana dispensaries, and liquor stores as essential services. They said small business owners protesting to reopen their businesses were super spreaders, and you were a super bigot if you didn't get out in the streets in the summer of 2020 and protest for racial justice, maybe burn a few businesses down in a peaceful fashion. They scream about the fentanyl epidemic killing our kids, fentanyl overrunning our borders, but you can't close the border or you're a racist. They screwed up research on Alzheimer's. They fabricated stories and studies to normalize transgenderism. They want to lecture us to lock down, lock up, and stay away from our grandmother, but they can't bring themselves to say, stop having orgies, or you might stigmatize the gay community. How can we trust them on vaccine integrity when they themselves lack the integrity to speak truthfully about the spread of monkeypox and do the necessary actions? They've declared it an emergency. When they declared COVID an emergency, they shut down all of our businesses and told us, don't you go outside except to the grocery store. They can't tell gay men to keep their hands off each other in public. They want to bar your kids from school if they don't take the COVID vaccine. They want to cost you your job if you don't take the COVID vaccine. And by the way, if you take the COVID vaccine, you're still going to get COVID probably. But they can't tell gay men to not have group sex. San Francisco is literally the epicenter of monkeypox in the United States of America, and they could not bring themselves to cancel the kink and bondage festival. California State Senator Scott Weiner of of San Francisco, if people want to have sex, they're going to have sex. I know people who normally go to sex parties who will not. People will make their own decisions about their own risk levels. People will make their own decisions about their own risk levels. You, Scott Weiner, didn't want people to have that option during COVID. You shut down churches. You mandated masks. You even banned people from going to the beach and filled in skate parks with sand so people couldn't be out in the fresh air. When all of the scientific data showed being outside at the beach, you were less likely to get COVID than anywhere else. Fresh air, wind, and sunshine, number one preventative actions for the spread of COVID. And you wouldn't let people go on the beach. You people in San Francisco and California were arresting people who were running on the beach. But for monkeypox, well, people are going to have sex, so we better let them. People will just take their own risk assessment. Not being able to abstain from orgies for two weeks to stop the spread 
is a damning indictment on the social order of the left. And the fact that our public health officials are aligned with them on this issue uh, shows their pleasure trumps your health and safety. There's a woman in Atlanta who has gotten monkeypox. She is poor, single mom, works in a gas station. We do not believe she was participating in activities. Instead, she came into contact with someone at the gas station who probably did participate in those activities, and she's gotten monkeypox from them. We are governed by pagans worshiping Moloch. We are watching them have asterisk orgies, and we're all along for the ride. Literally 30% of all cases in California of monkeypox are in San Francisco. San Francisco's public health officer, Dr. Susan Phillips, she's the one who says San Francisco is the epicenter for the country. But the kink festival had to go on as planned, while how many of you had to postpone your cancer treatments? The American Academy of Pediatrics for years had information on its website and documented research that children need to see facial expressions in order to learn to communicate, and in order to learn emotional understanding. They had the research when COVID hit and everyone was told to mask their kids, they memory hold the research. August 12th of 2021, they actually put this out on their Twitter feed. Babies and young children study faces. So you may worry that having masked caregivers would harm children's language development. There are no studies to support this concern. Young children will use other clues like gestures and tone of voice. From KRON4 News today. Speech and language therapists say they're now treating children with developmental deficits born from COVID mitigation. From understanding facial cues to reading comprehension, experts say addressing the problem early is critical. The American Academy of Pediatrics said there was no problem whatsoever. Don't worry about it after years of telling us it was an issue. And guess what? Speech and language therapists rather say, yep, we got a problem. The problem the American Academy of Pediatrics said was a problem until the moment they did not to conform with the cultural zeitgeist of the left. But you go have your orgies. We'll be okay from the monkeypox. There's a complete collapse of public trust in this country. There is no reason any of us should ever take public health officials seriously again. How many of you lost relatives during COVID you were not allowed to come into contact with? They wouldn't let you in the hospital. How many of you lost relatives because their chemotherapy treatments were delayed? I know people who died because they couldn't get their cancer treatments because the doctor's offices were shut down or spread so thin and spread out so far in appointments. They missed appointments and crucial treatment and they died. A whole lot of Americans know people who are in that situation. But the same public health officials who made us go through that will not tell gay men stop having group sex because you're spreading monkeypox because we might stigmatize them. Who do you think gets a worse stigma now? Now that we know how it spreads, 99.9% of cases originated in the gay community in the first month and a half, and they couldn't bring themselves to stop having orgies or telling people to stop having them. 
99.9% of the cases came from the gay community the first month and a half, and public health officials were way more worried about stigmatizing them than about the spread of monkeypox. And now you've got people out and about who are getting it from coming into contact with those people who were engaged in those activities and the public health is, well, it's an emergency now. Are we all supposed to go to wearing latex gloves and masks again? None of this is homophobia. Straight up fact. Vocal activists in the gay community are actually in themselves enraged at the public health experts for being so worried about stigmatizing people that they're not willing to be truthful about what's happening. To the extent monkeypox is now spreading outside the gay community, it is spreading from the gay community to other communities. This is not homophobia. This is fact. But while gay rights activists are willing to acknowledge this and point this out and be loud about it, including uh, gay rights activist Dan Savage, the public health community is like, well, we don't want to stigmatize anybody. Monkeypox is not an STD. It is not something only gay people get. But in this particular case, at this particular time, it's only spreading there, or it was until very recently. This is the end result of a postmodern society where your truth and feelings trump actual truth and facts. They're more worried about upsetting people than a pathogen in the public health community. How can we ever take these people seriously again on anything? And we need to be able to take them seriously because don't look now, but polio is engaged in community spread in New York. They don't know where it came from. They don't know where it's going next. But how can we believe anything they say in fighting a really traumatic, deadly disease like polio that is spreading in the wild in New York City when they can't even bring themselves to be truthful about monkeypox because they're afraid of hurting somebody's feelings. Everybody asked me about bowl and branch sheets. I actually put up a picture the other day. We got some in our house because we order from them. We actually are customers. They're like, oh my gosh, are they really that good? Yes, they get softer every single time you wash them. I mean, they use 100% organic cotton threads. They're super soft. You get such a good sleep. They have just the great weight to them. Like I had a pair of sheets we actually threw away when we replaced them with Bowling Branch where is they were just like too light and also not very soft. The Bowling Branch, they're perfect. The drape across your body when you sleep, absolutely perfect. Bowling Branch uses the highest quality threads on earth for superior softness, for a better night's sleep. They've got over 10,000 stellar reviews. Their signature sheets come in nine neutral colors in all sizes from twin to California key. You will feel the difference, and they're 100% free from toxins, no pesticides, no formaldehyde, no harsh chemicals. Get 15% off your first set of sheets when you use promo code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, at BolandBranch.com. That's BolandBranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, Branch.com. The promo code is ERIC, E-R-I-C-K. There is a, a general panic, I think, sitting in among some Republicans uh, as the media and the Democrats rush out to say, aha, aha, the abortion backlash is real. You guys aren't going to have your wave after all. Um, I, I, I want to talk about this because I actually do think there will be some swing seats that lean Democrat 
some races, like, for example, the Missouri or Minnesota, rather, governor's race, where the Democrats probably will win uh, because of a fired up Democratic base over abortion. But generally, no. Um, the surge for the wave tends to come in late September, early October after Labor Day. And in fact, if you go back to the real clear politics, uh, polling averages of midterms and even presidential elections, you always see a little bit of a shift in the polling for the Democrats more often than not, not always, but more often than not, uh, late July, early August. And the reason is because Republicans tend to check out the last minute vacations, kids going back to school in the South in particular, um, upper, upper mid-Atlantic states go back closer to September. In the South, typically, people go back to school uh, in the fall, uh, in August. And so you always see the shift to the Democrats in the polling. And so now Democrats are taking that shift and say, look at that, we're going to win. The, the abortion issue is galvanitis. Look at Kansas. The problem is this always happens. And you've got to remember that in 2020, the Democrats were insistent on their wave because all the polling showed it. All the polling showed it. No one saw the reciprocal Republican wave in large part because Republicans don't talk to pollsters as much anymore. And also, and this is important, the Democrats all admitted after 2020 when they completely missed the Republican wave that almost gave the GOP back the House. They missed uh, the Republicans, and now they say the polling's broken. They don't know how to fix it. They don't know what to do. They have no idea uh, what's going on, and yet they're continuing to push out these polls that continue to show massive uh, Democratic surges. Like, I think we've got to be more weary here, and again, what's really important is you've got to take the polling average. Take the polling average, not the individual polls. The polling average certainly shows there is a late summer, early fall shift to the Democrats. But that's what the polling average shows every single election year. So I would not be freaked out if you're a Republican right now. If the polling average in October is showing a D plus three, D plus four, then you're going to have uh, Republicans do okay, but not great. Uh, if it gets to D plus five, there is no Republican wave. The Republicans also have some recruitment problems. Uh, they do. Some Republican candidates just are bad. Dr. Oz isn't a great candidate in Pennsylvania, but he can still win. Herschel Walker in Georgia is not the best candidate, but he's certainly probably going to win that race. Uh, the fact that the Democrats are so um, pushing Raphael Warnock as hard as they are right now really suggests that uh, they are going to win and or the Dem Republicans are going to win. And even Stacey Abrams is out walking back some of her strident abortion stance, which suggests she's seen something in the polls that doesn't benefit Democrats on being aggressively abortion. Uh, the economy, the economy is what matters. It is not good despite the jobs numbers. And you got to keep that in mind. Democrats don't even want Joe Biden in 2024. So keep all of that in mind and don't panic. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. It appears the Democrats have a deal. Uh, Kristen Cinema um, is on board with the inflation plan from the Democrats now. So it looks like they've got the votes to pass it through reconciliation. Reconciliation of the Senate bypasses the filibuster rules. A hundred some economists, mostly from... Let's try that again without sneezing. A hundred some economists... 
A hundred some economists sent a letter out saying this Biden plan will fight inflation and it's good. And the White House championed those hundred some economists. A letter sent to House and Senate leadership from 230 economists argues that the Inflation Reduction Act is expected to contribute to skyrocketing inflation and will burden the U.S. economy, contrary to President Biden and Democrats' claims. The Economist wrote the letter, first obtained by Fox News, that the U.S. economy is at a dangerous crossroads and the inaptly named Inflation Reduction Act of 2022 would do nothing of the sort and instead would perpetuate the same fiscal policy errors that have helped precipitate the current troubling economic climate. They point to the $433 billion in government spending, which they argue would create immediate inflationary pressures by boosting demand, while the supply-side tax hikes would constrain supply by discouraging investment and draining the private sector of much-needed resources. They also write that a particular concern is the corporate minimum tax they say will undercut efforts to restore functioning supply chains. Now, Kristen Sinema and the Democrats have reached a deal. She says she thinks they'll be able to move forward on some revisions. Uh, Her must-have support was uh, involved in uh, tax policy targeting wealthy investors uh, that aimed at what's known as the carried interest loophole. She made some additional tweaks to a second provision that imposed a minimum tax on corporations that pay nothing to the U.S. government. The latter set of revisions will benefit manufacturers, according to some people. Many corporate executives had pushed cinema to consider the consequences. But here's one of the problems. Grover Norquist was on yesterday and pointed this out. The IRS, under this bill, is going to hire 75,000 auditors. 75,000 agents to conduct audits. The Democrats say they're going to target billionaires. But there are only a few hundred billionaires. You don't need 75,000 IRS agents to target billionaires. You need 75,000 IRS agents to target the middle class and small businesses. The Democrats project that uh, by giving the IRS 75,000 new agents, they could add $124 billion in federal revenue over the next decade. Roughly a trillion dollars in federal taxes goes unpaid because of error, fraud, and a lack of resources to enforce collections. That's what they say. They want to boost $124 billion. Where are they going to get it from? They're not going to get it from the billionaires or the multimillionaires. They're going to get it from you. That's part of the plan here. They want to hire 75,000 IRS agents, that's more than the population of the capital of New Jersey. That's more than the population of Canton, Ohio. That's more than the population of Pompano Beach, Florida. That's more than the population of a whole lot of cities in this country. They're now going to be the equivalent of IRS agents auditing small businesses. It's going to drive up your costs, going to drive up your legal fees. 
And then there's the corporate tax, the 15% minimum corporate tax. That actually puts us as less competitive in the world than China. China will have a more competitive tax rate than the United States when the Democrats pass this plan. That's extraordinary when you think about it. The communist nation of China is about to have a more competitive tax rate for businesses than the United States because the Democrats want their 15% minimum tax, which sounds great to a lot of people, but in reality will slow hiring and increase costs. Why? Because corporations will not hire as many people as their costs go up. Their priorities will be lowering the hiring of individuals and then raising costs. They do a price increases second. They do slowing hiring first. We have some good economic news out right now, better than people thought. The economy has added more jobs last month than a lot of people expected. That means the economy is still surging. That also more likely than not means the Fed is going to continue to raise interest rates. When the interest rates continue to go up, the ultimate design of that is to slow hiring. When corporate taxes go up, that too slows hiring. When you get the double whammy of that, that pushes us over the edge into a recession and corporations begin to lay off way more people. Yesterday came word that Walmart was beginning to lay off employees in anticipation of a slowing economy. They are not alone. It's not a good idea to raise the corporate tax. Now, the reality is that you and I tend to pay the corporate tax. We pay the corporate tax in two ways. A lot of people think, well, I pay the corporate tax because corporations just raise their prices and, and they pass it on to me. That's not really true. I know a lot of people commonly believe that the way corporations pay taxes is they raise their prices and in raising their prices, they pass the cost of the tax along to the consumers. That's not really true. What they do first is they reduce pay raises to employees. So you pay the corporate tax by slowing your pay raises. Second, they curb hiring. So you pay the corporate tax by not getting a job. Third, they raise prices. So you pay the corporate tax by paying more for the good and service at the store. First of all, corporations, slow pay raises. Remember when Republicans cut the corporate tax? When Republicans cut the corporate tax in 2017, 2018, what happened? Major corporations around the nation gave bonuses to all their employees. My company, Gosh Media Group, they gave us all bonuses. Corporate tax went down uh, in honor of saving all this money that they wouldn't have to pay in corporations. Here's your share of it. Then we all got a bonus. Uh, some banks increased their salaries. They were very adamant about it, that because the corporate tax is going down, we can afford to pay our employees more. Instead of a one-time bonus, we're going to increase everybody's salary. Now, when the corporate tax goes up, they can't increase your salary again. No pay raise for you. They can't give you a bonus now. No bonus for you. They can't hire you now. No job for you. And yes, ultimately, to spread it out evenly and across the books, they'll raise the prices of what you're about to buy. That's the effect of it. That's the open, honest economic impact of a corporate tax increase that Democrats want to do at a time the economy is slowly transitioning, the Biden administration says. 
A lot of this is to advance climate change. I, I don't want to play the audio because she's just a noxious person. Randy Weingarten, the, the union uh, head of the American Federation of Teachers, she had a she was at the Democratic press conference talking about how wonderful this will be for the inflation. And all she screamed about was how it would help climate change. It's not going to help climate change as much as it's going to hurt you. And by the way, the public's not buying it. Um, There's polling out. Uh, The Democrats have some left-wing polls out saying, oh, yeah, the people love the individual items in the plan, the total package they don't love. And we have uh, 59% of Americans believe that the Inflation Reduction Act will either increase or not change the current increases in inflation. Only 12% believe it will decrease inflation. You've got the boy who cried wolf problem here because the Democrats first said, well, inflation's not a problem. We're not having any of it. Then, they said, Well, it's transitionary. Now they're, they're saying, well, this is going to fix what we said wasn't going to happen. How can you believe them? You really can't. And that ultimately is the problem here. We went from the president can't do anything about gas prices to, well, it's Putin's tax hike to, hey, gas prices are down. Yes, the Democrats want everybody to know gas prices are down. Gas prices are down 30 to 50 cents around the nation. They're still up more than $2 from when Donald Trump was president. The American people have stopped believing these people. They're going to ran this through. They're going to think it's going to help them in November, and it's just going to make the problems worse. And it's not going to set them up for failure this year. It's going to also set them up for failure in 2024. The recession is coming, and this is going to make it worse. Now, i got to play you this audio from Senator Chris Coons on this. What the bill does is it takes savings from increasing 87,000 IRS agents to increase audits uh, to get more money in. And it also puts savings, its own number on savings for prescription drugs, and then carries that into the tax situation. That's how it balances it out. That's what I read of this. That's right. It increases tax enforcement um, so that those companies, those Americans who owe taxes but avoid paying them, um, have to pay their fair share. Uh, Those of us who do pay our taxes year in and year out would like to see uh, more effective, more professional tax enforcement and the significant additional revenue um, from reducing prescription drug prices, uh, negotiating prescription drugs. Right. You hear that? Um, He says they're only going to come after the people who don't pay taxes. No, no, they're going to come after the people who pay taxes, but they think owe more. One more from him defending this. Uh, Never mind. Can't play that one. The the audio is is weird channel audio on that one. Um, Nonetheless, Chris Coons is the, the, the chief spokesman for the Senate Democrats on this. And he claims the Inflation Act is going to fight climate change, is going to uh, spend more money on on drug benefits, but it's going to save a whole lot of money. They put all sorts of gimmicks in that they claim are actually going to save money and actually save save the Congress money and actually pay down the deficit. But, you know, the, the, the several outside reviews, including the review of the Joint Committee on Taxation, which is Congress's nonpartisan reviewer for these tax bills, says that all of the deficit savings comes about a decade in. There's a lot of upfront spending. Well, upfront spending is what caused the inflationary problems. This is the thing I think Democrats are in this to win it. They, they, they've got to have a win. They want to win. It's interesting to watch the number of reporters on Twitter who are like, oh, suddenly momentum is headed in the Democrats' direction. Look at all the stuff they're getting through Congress. Except they keep mentioning like guns and abortion. That stuff hasn't gotten through Congress. It's only gotten through the House. 
this isn't productive. They'll get this one thing, and this one thing will be the thing they are adamantly uh, demanding will help them and will help everyone and will help the economy and will fight inflation. And when it actually makes it worse, they'll blame the Republicans for something, I'm sure. Listen, this is really important. Uh, this plan really is going to make inflation worse because of the amount of upfront spending it's going to have. We really are back to the Carter economy. That's why you probably want to talk to people at Gold Co. and see if they can help you with your IRA, your 401k, your retirement savings using gold and silver to ease the ebbs and flows. Their phone number is 855-904-5933. You'll get a free wealth protection kit to learn how to use gold and silver to protect and grow your money. Thousands of retirees are protecting their retirement and many are getting $10,000 or more in free silver for doing it. Call Gold Co. Find out how you qualify for their offer, 855-904-5933. They've helped thousands of Americans protect their retirement against inflation, stock market crashes, all the economic turmoil we're seeing out there. Thanks, Joe Biden. Gold Co. might be able to help you, 855-904-5933. If you can't write that down, if you can't remember that, it's really easy. Text Eric, E-R-I-C-K to 33777, and I will send you Gold Co.'s phone number. You know, as the voice said, and this is kind of important, if you text the word recipe, singular, not plural, singular, to 33777, you can subscribe to my recipe list. Uh, I don't sell it, so you're not going to get a bunch of spam. You're just going to get recipes. Uh, and I got asked by a lot of people in the last 24 hours, having mentioned my brisket issues, how do I make my brisket? Now, I gotta, I just gotta acknowledge here. And look, I, I know we've got other stuff we got to get into, including the. Um, there's an important story. Pay attention to this. You're going to want to be here for the top of the next hour. The Biden administration is trying to build a backdoor gun registry. Sneaky way they're doing it with the census, and I want to explain to you what they're doing. People are starting to realize what's going on and crying foul. Um, but that I don't have enough time to really get into the details here, so I, I just want to mention this to you. I naively thought, you know what, I'm going to do a brisket, and I had a big green egg, and I did the brisket, and the brisket actually turned out great. And everyone's like, oh, my gosh, how did you do this brisket? It's so good. Briskets are so hard. I had no idea they were supposed to be hard. I literally um, got the Franklin Barbecue book, read how – uh, Aaron Franklin does his briskets and just repeated the process and it worked. And I've been doing them that way ever since I, I've, I've varied it up a little bit. I've done flats. I've done points. I've done packer cuts, which are the whole briskets. I don't find them super hard. The better quality brisket, the better it turns out. I tend to buy them from snake river farms. They have a uh, really, really good high end Wagyu briskets. Um, they, they smoke up very well. I always inject mine uh, with some beef stock and hot sauce. Uh, it gives it more flavor. Uh, my father-in-law doesn't like a lot of spicy stuff, but it, it doesn't bother him because just the way it it, it leaks out over time, it, it doesn't actually make it really spicy. Um, it just boosts the flavor. Don't use Tabasco, though. Tabasco just has a very distinct flavor profile that you can taste, and it's not great in brisket. Um but I just don't find them super hard. I've screwed one up once I overcooked it, but it was the thermometer probe was broken. Um, I just, I, I'm, I like a brisket. I grew up in Louisiana until I came to Georgia, honest to goodness, until I came to Georgia, I never had pulled pork. Barbecue was always um, um, shredded beef or brisket. It was not pork. Um, I didn't know pork barbecue was a thing 
until I move further to the east. And in the Carolinas, Georgia, Alabama, um, pulled pork is in Alabama. They got the white barbecue sauce, um, which is was actually I've got a great recipe for that. But um, nonetheless, um, I still love brisket. My wife, not a brisket fan. It, it's she likes roast beef and has a hard time wrapping her mind around this is the same thing with the smoky flavor. But nonetheless, I'm going to send out my brisket recipe in about 15 minutes. It's a very easy process with a very easy rub. Uh, it has never failed me. If you're interested at all, text the word recipe to 33777, not plural recipes, just recipe, R-E-C-I-P-E. Text that to the number 33777 and you will get back a link. When you click the link, you'll see all the recipes. You can also subscribe. If you're a paid subscriber, it's like three bucks a month. It goes to just helping me buy ingredients, but you don't have to pay. You do not have to pay. You can do it for free and you still get all the recipes. Uh, if you just want to help out with the grocery costs, you can pay, but no big deal. Either way, you get the recipes. You text the word recipe to 33777, uh, and in about 15 minutes or so, 20 minutes, you're going to get how I make my brisket uh, on my smoker. Uh, you can do it on any sort of smoker, and it works. It's just good. Now, we got other stuff we got to move on to. I've been mentioning uh, ESG, Environmental Social Governance Criteria. The New York Times has come out fighting on behalf of the left against conservatives. I want to talk about that when we come back. But first, this is actually kind of important when we come back. The Biden administration has come up with a scheme to build a backdoor gun registry in the United States of America by using census data that businesses are required to comply with. My wife tipped me off to this last night. I wasn't sure it was a real thing. I started digging, oh yes, it is very, very real, and some gun manufacturers are standing up and fighting back. I want to give you the details on this. If you're, if you own a gun, or if you own a gun accessory, you need to listen to this story when we come back about what the Biden administration is trying to do. And if you don't understand why a gun registry is a big deal, I will explain why it's a bad thing because there's a lot of history in this country and elsewhere of uh, governments abusing the gun registry. <laughs> 